When we write down our goals and talk about how we're going to get there or why the goal is important, it tells our brain this is a priority. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. I am your hostess, Kim Peek. I became a running coach purely on accident. I was looking for answers. This was way before we had so much information available about running online. And I went through a running coach certification program, not because I had this burning desire to become a running coach, but because I was constantly injured and I needed to figure out how to fix that situation. And once I got through that course, once I was around all of these experts, I was completely blown away with what I learned. And I just sat there wondering, why is no one teaching those of us who are just regular athletes, regular everyday runners, people who aren't elite athletes, why is nobody teaching us this stuff? And from that moment on, I was hooked. I started studying everything I could and got as many certifications as I could find. I keep still trying to learn more about how our bodies work and muscle imbalances and, you know, just trying to learn everything I can that will help you and me become stronger runners. And so I was going through all of this, talking to any expert I could find who would tell me the secrets to keeping runners strong and healthy. And that is the super quick version of how I got started doing this. And if you want the full on version, you can always go back and listen to episode one, where I kind of go into more of that in detail. But I'm telling you this because I've just launched my spring training programs. Because if you're thinking about running this spring, whether you're just starting out or wanting to crush a new distance, it's time to get working. I cannot believe that It's only 16 to 20 weeks away, depending on what your race distance is and what month your actual race is in. And so it's really time to start working, especially if you are at ground zero and need to start building some endurance and getting those miles in. You can read all about my programs by going to crushingmygoals.com slash store. And there you will find the information about my one-on-one and group training. All of it is offered online. And this year I have added an online portal. It is jam-packed with tips, exercises, mindset lessons, and so much more. I began developing that last year with some of the runners I had in one of my group programs. And I have completely restructured the order and how the information is presented But I want to keep people running strong, running without injury, and just help them with the mindset, all of the little things that pop up that make us decide to bail on a goal that we have set. That has been a fascinating thing to me, being a running coach, is having people sign up to run a race. And then watching as their priorities change or as they get sick or as different things happen with their families where they just can't seem to juggle 
their lives, to arrange their lives in a way to fit in all of that training. And so that's one of the things that I've really worked on is coming up with a program that helps people stay focused, stay on track, and keep that goal, or at least assess if that goal is still a huge priority in their lives. So I'm really excited about this program. I could go on and on about the program. Everybody gets a training plan, which I deliver through Final Surge, which I think is also just an awesome piece of this package because it makes it super easy to see your plan, track your results, and communicate with your coach, which if you're working with me, that's me. Anyway, I could geek out about this for a long time, but if you have questions, shoot me an email at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com and I will talk with you about if working with a coach or working with me might be a good choice for you. But on to what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about fitness journals. Now, before you tune me out because you don't consider yourself creative or you don't think that you're a journal person or you think maybe it's just another one of those chores that you don't have time for, I want you to hear me out on this one. I also was not a huge fan of journaling until recently. It wasn't that I didn't like journaling or that I didn't believe in it. I just didn't really understand how it could benefit me or my clients. And since then, I've really started to do a lot more thinking about it. And I've started introducing journal prompts in my clients' weekly training plans. Does it help? Research says it does. And that is one of the things that makes me really excited about journaling and the possibility, the ways it can help runners, fitness enthusiasts, whether you are starting a running program, you've been a runner for a long time, whether you're just starting a new exercise habit, or maybe you need to change your nutrition, or maybe it's a life thing or a situation with your work. Science says that journaling can help you. In a podcast episode that I did, oh, it's probably been at least two months ago, uh, the one about queen bees, I mentioned that Olympian, an all-time, all-around awesome runner, Kara Goucher, has a book out called Strong. And it's a book that I would call part running journal, part personal development guide, and just part journal. And I highly recommend it. In that book, Kara talks about a confidence journal. And this, honestly, is one of the things that kind of sparked my interest because as she was talking about the confidence journal, I kept on thinking, she is so right. This is a great way to just assess your goals and your priorities and to build yourself up and to track how your training's going. And I also love the confidence journal because when you're using it with a runner, Usually when we get down to that taper week or the week before a race, it is so hard to keep runners from adding in extra miles. They get nervous about the taper. Did I do enough running? Have I worked hard enough? And when you keep a training journal or a confidence journal or whatever you want to call your journal, you have pages and pages and months and months of data to go back through where you're talking about how you felt on a workout. You, you're proving to yourself that you did the work that you needed to succeed. And you know, if you know deep down in your heart that you didn't do the work, then the confidence journal is a great thing there too, because then you can remind yourself, 
yeah, you know, I didn't get the result that I was hoping for. But when I go back through my journal, I see that I didn't put in all the work either. So there's a lot of reasons why a journal is beneficial. I'm going to run you through a couple of those today, and then we will talk about how you can get started journaling. I also want to mention, before we get too far along, that I am going to offer a free six-day program that will be sent out through your email, and it's going to be all about using journaling to reach your fitness goals. So if you want that, you can go to www.crushingmygoals.com slash the letter P, so slash P slash journal, www.crushingmygoals.com slash P slash journal. So most of us could use more confidence and writing about your feelings, insecurities, and successes is a great way to build confidence especially when we're looking at how we reacted. What, what was the thing that was bothering us? What are we insecure about? How did we respond? And then maybe make another column for how will I handle that different, differently next time? Or if you're talking about maybe you're somebody who has anxiety and you're afraid to order at a restaurant. This is a super common one for kids with anxiety, especially They're afraid to place their order at a restaurant because the waitress, the server might make fun of them. So maybe you write that down as one of your insecurities. And then you make another column for tracking your successes. What happened? I placed my order. I accidentally said the French word wrong. And then in the next column, what happened? Nothing, nothing happened. They said, oh, you mean the blah, blah, blah soup or whatever. And nothing happened. And so you can go back through your long list of I did this and this is what the result was. And you start to see a pattern emerge showing you that even if you make a mistake while ordering, nothing bad or life altering, life threatening happens. And because you're able to see those patterns, you start to realize that this is not really something to be scared of anymore. That's just one example there of how you can use that journal. Keeping a journal helps us be more mindful. It helps us see the connections between our behaviors, frustrations, our beliefs, and our actions. Let's say that you got an email from a professor who you don't think likes you. And you you get all upset about it and you don't want to go to class on Monday And you can use your journal to then write about that situation and then write about what happened in class. Maybe you talk about what exactly does that professor do that makes me think they don't like me? How did that conversation go? How did they react? And you start to track that exact situation. And maybe you realize that it's something you're doing or that it's a big misunderstanding or More rarely, you will realize that the professor really does not like you. But often, you can use your journal to see the connections between your behaviors and what you believe to be true and the actions that you are taking. If you're keeping a health and fitness journal, you might want to track your workouts, and I highly recommend this, and tracking your nutrition habits. It helps you see patterns that you might not otherwise be aware of. 
So if I am really good at following my nutrition plan all day long, and then at 3.30, my kids get home and somebody always puts popcorn in the microwave, and then I dig into that popcorn and overeat on the popcorn, I can maybe start to figure out that that is one of the times of the day that I have a problem and that I need to come up with a solution. So maybe in my journal, I brainstorm things I can do at 3.30 when my kids come home that just things that do not involve food. Over the past year, I had my clients also do a lot of exercises to empower them. And one of my favorites was an exercise that I called I am. Often it's hard to change behaviors because we know we have a habit of starting and quitting something. So when we say we're starting a running program, our brain almost mocks us. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. I'll give it three days. And because you know deep down in your heart that you start and stop everything. You start a nutrition plan and then you stop five days in. You decide you're not going to drink and then the first big party comes up. Whatever it is for you, your brain gets used to, it knows. It knows that you are somebody that who doesn't follow through. And so you notice I said you are and then I paused because that's kind of the point of where we're going with this. We use statements that were called I am statements to begin the process of telling our minds that we are the type of person who exercises, follows the nutrition plan, who drinks water first thing in the morning, who drinks tea instead of going through the Starbucks line, whatever that behavior is that we want to change. And you can do journaling around this, figure out what your struggle is, and then write I am statements so that you are providing yourself with positive reinforcement to show yourself that there is evidence that you are the kind of person who exercises. You are the kind of person who runs a half marathon. You are the kind of person who runs a marathon. Sometimes a goal seems out of reach because we are not capable of visualizing it. So This year, some of my clients also did an exercise where each time we caught ourselves saying, I can't, whatever we thought we weren't capable of, we, I had them add the word yet to the end of it. So if they're thinking, I can't run five miles, nope, 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 that's not accurate. You can't run five miles yet. I can't go without smoking for a week. Nope, that's not accurate either. You can't go without smoking for a week yet, but soon you will be because we know that all of these behaviors, all these behavior changes build on each other one hour, one day, one week at a time. So the next time you catch yourself saying you can't do something, maybe that's an opportunity to use your journal to help reinforce in your mind that you are the type of person who is able to follow through on or accomplish whatever it is you think. A journal is also a good place to start keeping track of your responses to these types of prompts. And it's a great resource to refer back to, to just to see how far you've come physically and mentally, but also on days that you're feeling less than or not capable, you can flip through your journal to remind yourself of all the great things about you and all of your huge accomplishments. 
This is another great one for runners. When you get antsy or you maybe miss a week of training because you've been sick or injured, you can flip through your journal and remind yourself that you're going to be okay. You've put in a lot of hard work and one week being sick is not going to make or break your whole training program because you are doing the work consistently. So journaling is a great place just to keep track of any kind of a prompt that you might find interesting, but also just a way to track your progress so that you can go back to yourself, go back and remind yourself of the things you're proud of, the things you did well, because we all need to be reminded of those things on days when we're kind of just feeling mopey. Have you ever gone to a workshop where they ask you to create a vision board, or maybe you've had a girl's night where people create vision boards together? I know that was a huge thing that from several years ago when Oprah was big on creating vision boards. So I think most of you are probably at least familiar with the idea. Journaling works in a similar way because when we write down our goals and talk about how we're going to get there or why the goal is important, it tells our brain this is a priority. And if you're more of a cutting and pasting type person than a writing type person, this is a great place to start. You could even take pictures of things or glue or whatever, things that are important to you in your journal. Or I've even seen people make private Pinterest boards and pin items that represent what they want for their lives, pin those on a, on a board so that you, know, you want the big house or you want to be able to run a marathon. Maybe you want to be able to next year at this time be saying, I'm going to go to the Disney marathon or the Disney half marathon in, in Florida in January. These are places, your vision board and your your journal, these are places where you can talk about your hopes and your dreams and your future goals. And when we are able to put those things in writing, when we are able to put those down in a concrete way, more than just wishing or thinking or daydreaming, that makes the goal more concrete and it helps us make those things happen. It helps us realize that we need to be consistent with the behaviors that make those things happen. This also reminds me of another lesson we did last year. It was in January and I started the year off with a what's your word lesson. And I'm not huge on New Year's resolutions, but I do like the idea of identifying a word that helps to direct your focus and actions for the year. My word, I think I've told you before, was champion. Because I wanted to explore how to think, feel, train, live, and perform like a champion. What are those habits that champions have that make them so successful? And what can those of us who are not elite athletes or millionaires, what can the normal everyday person do to use those same habits, behaviors, to make our own lives better? And this podcast is one of the things that grew out of that word. And you can do the same thing in your journal. Incorporate your own word. Come up with the one word that you want to focus, be your focus for next year. And then make sure, make a note in your journal every month to bring, revisit that. Consider that word and the actions that you are taking once a month, checking with yourself. So that's one way you can use the same concept with your journal. 
again, it just helps us to be accountable with our goals and gives us a way to check in with ourselves. When we write about our running or fitness or health, it also helps us put more thought into what we're doing. So if you skip a workout for a reason, let's say you know deep down that you just didn't feel like working out, well, you still have to write about it and explore the emotions behind it. Or if you go and you've decided that you're not going to eat sweets anymore, or you've limited yourself to a certain amount, and then your daughter has a choir concert and she wants to go out to eat, that is a choice now. Or she wants to go out, let's say, for ice cream. Now you have to make the choice. Do I eat the ice cream because I love my daughter and it's a bonding thing that we do? Or do I skip the ice cream because it's a commitment I made to myself? And there might not be a right or a wrong answer. But if you eat the ice cream when you've said you're not going to, then you can journal about it and come up with, just just see what you learn about yourself and the decision that you've made. Because maybe that was a really important thing and you needed to go ahead and eat the ice cream that day. I don't know. It also allows you, when you journal, to track what's important to you. And it helps you notice when your priorities change. Last year, during my half marathon training, I did have a client who realized that she liked a lot of the fitness things we were doing, but she didn't really love the running. And she was way more interested in yoga by the time she got pretty much done with her plan. But she decided, I was, I'm going to run my race and I'm going to be done because I don't really love this long distance thing. So... When you are journaling, it helps you track what was initially important to you and maybe your priorities change or maybe you're being lazy or slacking or you're just, you've lost your commitment. And so your journal, when you're writing about things every day is a good way for you to just start to see these patterns emerge. It's also a way to take a look at your life and determine if you're making too many big changes at once. This happens a lot in January. We want to do all the things. We're going to eat better and exercise and get a new job and who knows what other big goal you're going to do. But we make all these giant resolutions in January and it's way, way, way too much to take on. Sometimes we need to start super, super small. Start with one thing. I'm going to drink more water this week, or I'm going to drink one glass of water every morning when I wake up, or I'm going to sit down at my desk and write in my journal for five minutes first thing every morning. Start with one thing. Do it for a week. Do it for two weeks. Do it for a month. When it becomes a habit and you don't think about it anymore, when you don't have to decide whether or not you want to do that thing anymore, then you can move on and add the next thing. Another thing that we talked a lot in the past year, and I think that this applies to how you can use your journal also, is that when we feel anger or another strong emotion, that emotion only lasts for about 90 seconds. Then it goes away. And if you're hanging on to that emotion longer than 90 seconds, it's because you keep bringing that emotion back into focus, back to the surface, and you're getting mad all over again. If it's something that's huge and life-altering, totally understandable. I get that. 
And you should be writing about that in your journal, because if it's that big of an issue in your life, it's something that there's feelings behind that that you need to explore. If it's something small, then you might also want to write about it to get it off your mind, to put it behind you so that you can enjoy the rest of your day. We want to spend our days happy and focused on the things that bring us joy. So when we allow anger to bring us down, dwelling on what went wrong in our day doesn't help us. So write it in your journal and forget about it. Or write it in your journal and realize that there's something about that that you need to address. Again, no right or wrong, whatever is what needs to happen for you. A journal is also a place to write down what you are grateful for because we know there is a strong link between gratitude and happiness. Even on our darkest days, there is something to be grateful for. I talked during the last episode about the car accident my daughter got in. That was scary and a huge pain in the butt, even now while we're dealing with insurance and car repairs. But all I can think about is how thankful I am that she and her dog and the other drivers are okay. They're all alive and no one got injured. And that is considering where they were in the middle of the interstate and the snowstorm. That is all something to be thankful for. I have another friend whose daughter has a chronic illness that has caused her to miss most of her high school years. It's been a struggle to juggle her illness and doctor's appointments and school. But you know what this amazing teen did? Rather than sit around and complain about how horrible her life is, she started a nonprofit where she gives presents to kids who are in the hospital long-term. She's been there. She knows how boring a hospital can be. And she understands that a little bit of kindness, a visit from somebody who wants to give you a present, no matter how small, a toy or a game, those things can have a huge effect on recovery and how someone feels while they're in the hospital. So she's taken her her struggles, her rough times in her life, and she's turned it into something where she can be a blessing to others. And I just think that that is a fantastic way to follow through on those feelings of gratitude that you have. Those are a lot of the benefits of journaling. I'm sure that you can also add to that list as you start this process, because I hope that you will start journaling So to make it easier for you to start, I want to go through just a few ideas on how do we journal. There's a lot of experts who will tell you to journal first thing in the morning. Honestly, I don't really care when you journal as long as you journal. If if, I don't want you to have to wake up early in the morning if that doesn't suit your lifestyle. You have to do, if you want something to stick, if you want to be consistent, you have to make it fit with how you live your life. But a lot of journal or a lot of experts do say that you should journal first thing in the morning. And one reason is that what we do first thing in the morning sets the tone for our entire day. So if we create a habit of doing something that's good for ourselves, first thing, we'll be happier and more productive. It also gives us more time to reflect or gives us time to reflect on what we're thankful for. And it reminds us that we are in control of how we react and respond to whatever throws at us that day. So it's just a good way to set your intentions for the day, to remember you're in control, and to start your day in a positive mindset. Julia Cameron, who is the best-selling author of The Artist's Way, has people write what she calls morning pages. These are three pages of long 
hand, stream of consciousness typewriting. So they're not intended to be beautiful journal pages or even great writing or art. She has people do these pages as a form of what she calls creative recovery to help writers get past all the critical thoughts that are blocking their creativity. And she says, you have to write your three pages longhand, but if all you can get out that day is blah, 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 I hate writing, I don't feel like doing this, you can fill your three pages up with that if that's what your attitude is. And again, these are not designed to be your actual journal. You probably, you might not ever read them again. You might, you definitely, they're not designed for you to show them to anybody, but it's a way to get started in the morning. And I have not looked at this book in years, but as I flipped through the book again, I realized that nearly everything in the book, The Artist's Way, also applies to runners and athletes. Every place that she says writer or talks about being creative, she could, anybody could go in and exchange and throw in the word runner or athlete instead. And it would apply, all of her advice, advice in that book applies. One of the big lessons from the morning pages is that you're, you have a sensor. Your sensor is that negative voice in your head and that, that negative voice that's always stopping you. And you have to remember that this sensor's words, their opinions, are not the truth. And I want you to think about it this way. How often do you finish a run and then start saying horrible things to yourself about your pace or the fact that you walked? How often do you look in the mirror and say bad things, call yourself fat or ugly, or you hate the jeans you have because it makes your butt look big or, you know, whatever it is. We wouldn't talk to our friends this way. And so why do you talk to yourself this way? This practice of journaling helps us learn to tell the critical part of our brain to shut up. And it helps our optimistic, positive brain come out uh, because we want to believe, we need to believe that we can achieve anything that we set out to do. So we try to get rid of those negative thoughts by writing all that negative stuff down so that our positive, optimistic brain can show up. There are so many things we avoid doing and saying because we are worried about what other people think. If you've ever been told that you're stupid or your ideas are bad or that some hobby you have is a waste of time or that you're not an athlete or that you aren't built to run or that people in your family aren't swimmers or cyclists or, you know, we don't do that, whatever it is. Or you had a spouse who made fun of every creative idea that you ever had. You began to believe all those negative messages. I know when I was in college, I had a professor who every time we had to write would walk around behind us and then stand over people's shoulders and read what they were writing. And often he would make just snide comments or snicker. And I was so paranoid. And that just totally, for years and years, it ruined me where if I have somebody that is trying to read over my shoulder, I just freeze. I cannot write. So it can be just the tiniest little things like this that affect how we think about ourselves and our abilities. And I'm not talking here about abusive relationships. I want you to find the courage and the resources to get help if you're in an abusive relationship. What I'm talking about here are all those negative messages that 
somehow make their way into our heads, that we start to believe about ourselves, the things that really aren't true. We need a way to identify those negative messages that are holding us back. And journaling gives us a tool so that we can start to identify things about ourselves that we're good at. And it gives us a way to rewrite our story, to create a new narrative and move forward with strong, supportive beliefs about our abilities. And I have to just say that this is one of the things I'm really excited about with my coaching program that I'm doing this year. As I was kind of putting together my ad campaign over the weekend, it hit me when I was using, I I couldn't find any awesome running pictures to use. And so I started pulling up pictures of myself, pictures of different races where I was in the middle of the race or after the race. And every one of those pictures, I had a vivid memory about. Some of them were related to, one of them was the first day I was allowed to run after my bilateral mastectomy. And there was just pure joy on my face. And there's another one where I remember that being one of my first triathlons after I had gone through chemo and recovery and just everything that I had been through. And I just wanted to get out there and prove to myself that cancer didn't steal anything from me, that I was still as strong and capable as I was before. And every time I looked at a picture, I had a story and it made me remember that every runner has a story, whether you are running or working out, whatever it is, it may be basket weaving that you're doing or knitting, or I don't care what it is. It's whatever thing that you do that makes you feel good about yourself. There's always a story behind it. Maybe you started running because you were having problems in your marriage, or maybe you started running because you wanted to look good for your high school reunion, or maybe it was after the death of a child or a miscarriage or a surgery that you had. There's always a story. There's always something more under the surface. And I always find that when you're running either alone or with a group, you really get in touch with your own personal story. What are your fears? What are the things that you need to overcome? I talk to myself silently, of course, but I mean, I have this ongoing conversation with myself the whole time I'm running. And I always feel like I have such great ideas or at least a more clear perspective when I'm done running. And anyway, so I was writing the ad campaign that I'm running right now, trying to show people about the benefits of running and how a coach can help them. And it it just really struck me that running gives us a way to write our own story, to change the course of that story, to create our own happy ending. Because almost everybody I know who has ever started running is more confident and they're stronger and happier and a better communicator. There's so many things that just the act of running because it helps you feel better. So many benefits to your life and journaling can help you with this too. It's just another tool that we throw in there, but I just am passionate about this. I really want people to understand that If you are not happy with what your life is like today, if there's something you need to change, you have the power to take control of your life and rewrite that story, change the ending. So where was I going with that? 
It's a benefit of running, but you can also use your journal as one more tool in your toolbox to help rewrite that story, to envision what you want, where you want to go, and come up with steps and a plan, ideas for how to make that happen. Now, moving on, what are the rules of journaling? Lucky us, there are no rules. This is a tool that is just for you. Start where you're comfortable and see where it takes you. Some people like to use a sketchbook. Others prefer a lined notebook. One of my daughters told me that I need to get her a notebook that just has all the little dots on it, kind of like a bullet journal, except for if somebody drew the starting dots for you. There's even a lot of professional journals out there that are created by professional runners. And it doesn't matter what you use, as long as you come up with a system that works for you. I'm going to suggest that maybe you start with just a plain old three ring binder because then you can use printable journals as a way to get started. And the people who are in my booties and burpees challenge already have gotten two PDFs with journal pages, one for week one and one for week two. And you can just print those off and throw them in your binder. It's a great way to get started. You can add extra blank pages. You can type up your own prompts if you want on your computer and print them off and throw them in your binder. It's an easy way to get started, but make it yours and do whatever inspires you. I also like to use the fine tips Sharpies, but there again, there's so many choices, pencils, colored pens, plain pen. I don't care if you use your mechanical pencil, whatever. There are benefits to writing by hand, but if you're resistant to that, don't let that stop you. Get on your phone notepad and type things as they occur to you. Or get on your computer and just open up a Word doc. I did that a lot when my kids were little, just writing down the funny things that happened throughout our day. And I'm so glad I did it because I have the funniest stories from their childhood now that things I would have never remembered. And I also did that when I was going through cancer treatment. I wrote a little bit every day when I remembered because somebody had told me that I would forget it all and would want to remember. And at the time, I remember thinking, why would I want to remember this? This is horrible. But I did it. And it was amazing because there were a lot more positive things that I wrote down than negative things. I always found a way to be thankful every single day. And it's another side note, another fun thing about journaling, you would have to come up with maybe a different structure for your journal because I don't know that you would want your entire family to be privy to all the details in your journal, but it would also be a great thing if you had a certain style of journal to keep that could end up being like a family heirloom where years from now, your kids and grandkids could open up that journal and get a glimpse into what was your life like? What were the things that you thought about? What were your hopes and dreams? Another back to how to journal though Another thing I like to use is stickers to decorate my pages, and they have a bunch of fitness-themed stickers that I found in the sticker section, the scrapbooking around the scrapbooking area at Michael's. Target also has a ton of journals and stickers and things, but you could also even go all old-school teacher and give yourself a gold star each day. What about the environment? Some people like to write outside. Some people like to do it at their desk or at the kitchen table with coffee. Some people like science. Silence. I can't talk today. Some people like silence. 
Others prefer listening to music. Some start their writing each morning by recording a dream that they had or writing based on a prompt or a quote. Again, this is your thing. You figure out what gets you going, what, what makes you, keeps you interested. If you want to get started, I have a one-week challenge. It's a six-day challenge, technically, but you can join leading up to the new year. Sign up at crushingmygoals.com slash P, the letter P, slash journal, www.crushingmygoals.com slash P slash journal. You will get a workbook that you can print and put in a binder. And I'll also send you daily emails that have some prompts and some information on how to get started, some positive mindset exercises that you might want to do. It runs December 10th through the 15th. And if you're already in the Booties and Burpees Holiday Challenge, don't worry about signing up for another thing because I'm going to incorporate the information from those emails into next week's lessons. But for everybody else, sign up at on my website, crushingmygoals.com slash p slash journal. Also, be sure to head over to the blog post for this episode at crushingmygoals.com because I'm going to be adding a video to kind of go along with what we've talked about here today, maybe show you some examples of journals and stickers and markers. And there's even jars that you can make where you put all your prompts in a jar and grab out a random prompt each day. So I'm going to put together a video and that will be on my website. And I just want to thank you all for being here with me, for sharing part of your week with me each week. I can't believe that I have been podcasting now for six whole months, and I am looking forward to working with you in some capacity, whether it's as a client or seeing you around on my social media pages or my Facebook private groups. I'm looking forward to seeing you and working with you next year and learning more about your story and your challenges and your triumphs. So everybody have a great week and we will meet again right here next week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.